Hi there, and welcome to the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. We are Paris, Alana, and Rusty. Friends who have a heart for intimacy and long to uncover God's truth and design for sexual freedom within marriage. Welcome here. Welcome back to another episode of the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. All three of us are here today, which is fantastic and so lovely. It's so great to be here with both Paris and Rusty. Yay! And today we're talking about... Um, what sex is and what sex is not. Mm-hmm. I feel like every now and then it's really good to just go back to the basics and be like, okay, yeah. you know, what is this? Whether yeah. you're like married for a long time or maybe you're engaged and mm-hmm. your wedding is coming up and you're like, okay, what? how can I get ready for this? What do I need to know? Um, what don't I need to know? How should yeah. I switch my mindset? Things like that. I feel like there's Wherever you're at, this can be really helpful, whether it's like to get you back on track and to remind you what sex is and what God's plan is for it, or mm-hmm. if you're like prepping for the future, to just help you know what to expect, maybe. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I think a good place to start is that a reminder that – so we'll go through what sex is first, and then yeah. afterwards we'll just go through what sex is not. So mm-hmm. to start, I feel like we should just ground it by saying sex is a gift from God. Amen. I yeah. feel like that's <laughs> where we need to begin. And just like this is something that God has orchestrated mm-hmm. and thinks that it is good. It's like – and one of those things where you're like reading through creation, it's like I feel like this is one of those things that God made and he was like, yep, that one's good. Yes. Like I love yeah. this. Like this is great. And so I think often, especially in church culture, it can be, um, you know, something where sex is something you talk about once you get married. Like sex is something mm-hmm. we address once you're married. And before then, it's like a, a big no-go, right? Um, but I think because it has its own like entire book of the Bible, like in Song of Solomon, talking about intimacy so in depth, mm. I think it's just a good reflection of what we need to be doing yeah. In all stages. Like I think we need to be talking about this beforehand. We need to be talking about this with our, you know, our young adults, our kids yeah. and like, yeah. you know, planning them and knowing like for them to know in their heart of hearts that sex is a beautiful gift from God. Yeah. When it's, you know, and when it's confined to these like beautiful boundaries that God's, you know, put in place. And anyway, so I'm just getting on a tangent, but I think. Um, Go on that tangent. It's It's good. <laughs> We need more tangents of that type. We really do. <laughs> oh, I love that. All right. Um, I'm going to go into a second one, which is a means of comfort, of healing, connection, and pleasure. And mm-hmm. I love that so much. Mm-hmm. I know absolutely, hands down for a fact, if there has ever been a time where my husband and I have gone through a season where perhaps we like our schedules haven't lined up or, you know, after, you know, if we're in the postpartum season or just for whatever means or reason that there is, if we have not been able to connect sexually, we feel that we feel like our tension starts rising. Mm -hmm. We feel like we're less and less on the same page. I, you know, more of those thoughts creep in like, man, is this, is this guy really for me? Like, is he really my teammate? And it's because that unity that God created us for, we have not been, you know, delving into that. We have not been pursuing that unity. Whenever the, whenever those two become one, Mm -hmm. man, you're uniting two force fields. And so 
I think that really becomes evident in our spirit because we're incomplete without one another. And that's something that the world wants to tell us. I'm going to go on a tangent now. (laughs) But the world wants Mm -hmm. to tell us, no, you don't need any man or you are completely independent. You are a strong woman. And the fact of the matter is, is that's great. I can be independent and I can be a strong woman. But that does not mean that I am not my best whenever I am united with the person that God created me to be united with. And so I love that. And I think sex can absolutely be something that you turn to and you seek in times of comfort um, because you're not alone anymore. And you feel that like, hey, I'm paired up here with you. I am not in this alone. I'm not in this fight alone. You're here with me. And it can be so many beautiful things. And so sex is absolutely for comfort, healing, connection, and pleasure. Absolutely. And I think a really other important aspect that piggybacks really beautifully on what you just said, Rusty, is intimacy really is a means of fighting against the spiritual warfare that the enemy throws on us. Amen. Because like you just said, the world and the enemy want to see us really identify separately from our spouse because he doesn't want holy union between mm-hmm. husband and oh, My geese hear me now, you guys. You probably can that's like, window. Yeah, tell I really tried to really <laughs> strategically find a place in the house where they wouldn't hear me. I have all the windows closed, but they found me. Um, all right. The geese concur. Hilarious. <laughs> they concur. They absolutely do. But we do. Like the enemy is just like, let's separate this, you know? And, mm-hmm. and just like you said, Rusty, when we really lose focus of prioritizing intimacy and really honing in on that focus on one another and building that desire and pleasure together and that connection and that holy union. Um, when we're not focused on that, all the opposite happens. And you do, mm. you're like, the enemy sneaks in there with really tricky yeah. lies. You start questioning all these things. And yes. I love that you said that, Rusty, because we should be normalizing these conversations um, and talking about that, this, this is real warfare that the enemy will wage on us, you know, putting doubts in our minds against our spouses and turning them, you know, to look like the enemy in your marriage. Whereas that's not the fact at all. The fact is that we are teammates. We are fighting the same fight. We are on the yeah. Lord's side. He is fighting for us, but we still do have an enemy. It's just not our yeah. spouse, right? Right. Yeah. So when we are really coming together intentionally and building into intimacy in our marriage, it is absolutely warfare, spiritual warfare against the enemy and what he can implant into our marriages. Yeah, a hundred percent. And yeah, I'm gonna so I'm gonna add this because it just feels like it goes right in it. And I love any chance that we have to add good scripture to drive this home. And that's mm-hmm. Ephesians six twelve. We are not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against yeah. powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And so those times that mm-hmm. the enemy is trying to warp and twist those thoughts in your mind, and you're looking at your spouse mm-hmm. and you're thinking, man, you are not for me. You are just trying to hurt me yeah. or you and I are just not on the same page. We are not clicking, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Go on. Remember, the enemy right now, he is guiding your eyes at your husband and he is guiding it at that flesh and blood. And he's saying, look at that person. That person is your enemy. And we are like, no, no, sir. You are my enemy. You know, the devil mm-hmm. is our enemy. His, those thoughts that he's plants and everything like that. And whew, I could just go on and on, but I'm going to stop myself. I'm going to rein it in. Because <laughs> sometimes Rusty gets to where she wants to just to preach. And I'm like, no, okay. This is not the moment for that. <laughs> 
but I could because I'm here to tell you it just makes me mad because I mean it it just snowballs from there because then it's the war on the seed it's the war on your children it's war on generations and it just I mean it's snowball effect so if he can get in and get that affected in your marriage then he doesn't have to worry about the kids you guys are going to have he doesn't have to worry about the generations that are going to come from you and so it's 100% true it is warfare Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, not only for the marriage, but it's for your marriage and it just bleeds out from there, like to your yeah. family, to relationships, all of it, yeah. all of it is affected. Yeah. hundred percent. I know it was funny. I was at a, a prayer thing from with my church and we were talking about, you know, praying for our communities, praying for, you know, the marginalized in our community, praying for whatever. And then the one lady was like, so Alana, like, what are you passionate about? Like, what are you, what are you passionate about in this? And I was like, well, I'm really passionate about marriages. And they were just like, oh my goodness. And it's so true. It's like the marriage is like the cornerstone of mm-hmm. of what all of these other things snowball from, right? So it's like, yes, there's there's homelessness, there's you know, drug issues, there's all these other things. And it's like so much of this can be brought back to a broken family. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just like, anyways, totally off topic. But I was like, <laughs> oh, it just like breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It does. And so it's easier for him to come against the two of you than it is to destroy a family. If you have three or four kids, then that's a, then that's a pack of five. And then if you have generations, then you might have 10, 15, you know, it just gets bigger and bigger and harder and harder. So if he can attack it at the source, whenever it's just you two, then man, he just made his job a lot easier. And so it's our job to put up our armor and to be, and to make sure that we Mm -hmm. are aware of his tactics, because that's how we, that's how we fight against him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It reminds me too of so we did an interview with um, Paris and I were on my church's podcast, um, the Countless Lines Church podcast, and in that episode we were talking about you know a covenant mm-hmm. relationship you know and like between Christ and His bride and how sex is a reflection of that of how like every time you are being intimate with your spouse you're like re-saying your vows to one another, right? You're like mm, renewing yeah. that covenant. It's like a re- covenant renewal ceremony, I think the way is the way Chris worded it. Um, like every time you're being intimate, which is like we don't think about it like that. We just think about it as like your body's smushing together. Like it's not really <laughs> this like always seems like this like beautiful like angels singing event, mm. but it's, it's just really good to remember that, yeah, you know, this we're not fighting this against fashion, but, but as you're doing this, like being intimate with your spouse and, you know, putting your needs, you know, behind you or serving your spouse in this way or showing love and whatever, um, you're just completely re-saying your vows to one another. And I think it's just really beautiful reminder of, you know, the covenant for with Christ and his bride and with us. And so that's another thing that sex is. It's just, yeah, a beautiful reflection of that and reminder. Yeah. Yeah. I think on that note, I love how you said that, Alana, because there is so much sacredness to Mm. intimacy in a godly marriage because it is the three of you, right? You, God is present in that and he created that. And, and it really is not only just, you know, an emotional and a physical connection, it's spiritual as well. So there's so much sacredness in that union. Um, and I think it's important for us to take it back to like what you just said and actually maybe challenge ourselves to think that way. Like mm-hmm. let's kind of 
reenact our thought life and be like, am I actually realizing how sacred this is? Like, you know, what does this mean? And really deepen that emotional intimacy around sexuality because that all plays into just a more, a more experiential, I think, intimacy with your spouse too. You're deepening that growth Mm -hmm. together and that relationship together when we're really reflecting back on, okay, like, what does this mean to us? What does, you know, what are, what am I actually feeling and saying internally when I'm making love to you, right? Like having Mm -hmm. this conversation with your spouse and really just deepening that, I think that's a beautiful thing to challenge yourselves in. That's so good. And if you can flip that switch in your mind that goes from telling you, man, sometimes this just feels like a chore. It's another thing on my list to do. Flip that and think, okay, but this is like, this can be a means of like worship for God because God says, you know, you are going to leave your father and mother and you're going to cleave to your husband. You're going to cleave to your wife. And so you are choosing obedience over what your flesh is telling you because your flesh is the one saying, this is a chore. I don't want to do this. I don't want to, I don't want to serve. I don't want to give up what I want right now. I want to just lay here and relax. (laughs) But then you think, no, would I ever, would I ever say to myself, I don't want to worship God in that way. I don't want to make sure that my intimate life is a reflection of worshiping my God, my King, whenever I, or do I want to say, no, I just want to do what I want to do right now. And God understands our hearts and he knows that that can be a sacrifice for us, but God loves our sacrificial worship. He loves that. He loves whenever we say, God, you know, right now I don't feel a hundred percent like this is all I want to do, but I'm going to choose to do this because one, I know it's a good gift from you and I want to experience it. I want to bless my husband. I know it's going to in turn also be a blessing to me. I know it's going to um, Mm -hmm. just solidify our foundation and our connection, our unity and all these things. And so try to flip that script in your mind. If that's something that you struggle with, where it's just another thing to do, it's not just another thing to do. It is a beautiful Mm -hmm. call to obedience and action and all these things we've said it's warfare it's unity it's all these beautiful things so yeah that is absolutely true and we're gonna we're gonna get to maybe a little bit lighter real quick and we're gonna talk about how you guys sex is a learned skill yes because i think it's really easy to get into before you get married you see marriage and you're like okay perfect like this is the finish line i'm coming up to it we're gonna get married and now it's like perfect we made it but then you realize that you get married and you're like, oh my goodness, I know nothing. I don't know how to yeah. do this. Where does this well, there, go? Yeah. There's <laughs> it so gets many bigger. Expectations. <laughs> there's so many expectations we put on ourselves subconsciously, right? Um, yeah. And also the world preaches to us, you know, through media, through just advertisements and talk and everything, you know, pictures alone, they just suggest that sex is always going to be erotic and wild and fantastic every single time. Yeah. And that is not reality. Um, I mean, if you think about it, you are a man and woman coming together and you don't know each other intimately yet. You know, like you don't, you probably don't even know what, what is pleasurable to yourself. It is such a learning journey. I mean, Alana and I, like we're each coming onto 10 years of marriage next year. And there's still stuff where I'm just like, whoa, whoa, like, where did this come from? How did I not know this 10 years ago? Like, this is crazy. We're still learning so much in our marriage, you know, 10, almost 10 years into this, Neil and I are just like all the time, just 
you're, you're rehashing things, you're relearning things, you're experiencing things, your relationship changes in the ebbs and flows. Um, so naturally there's going to be so many new things that you're unraveling as your relationship even grows, right? It is just ever evolving. That is, I think the best way to put it, (laughs) that your sex life should be ever evolving. Um, it is definitely full of learned skills. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, I almost wish there was like this, like a thing I would have read at the beginning to just like. (laughs) Kind of give me like the the Cole's notes of it, like yes, for real. <laughs> like we should probably make that. Like this is we, should, we need to make that right. It's like here are some things you should just talk about now. Right. Here are some things you can like. Right, this is how you can start. I don't know. This is it's like what's wrong. How can not <laughs> like, set yourself up for sexual dysfunction and failure? <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Coming up, but go. We go into it believing that you're just going to orgasm all the time, several times, every single day. And then all of a sudden yeah. it doesn't happen. And you're like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? Yeah. yeah. You know, but those are just expectations that you have adopted from a worldview. They're not yeah. realistic. So yeah. 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 We need a resource. When we get those, <laughs> yeah. when we get those yeah. messages that are like, it was just kind of meh. And now I'm so disappointed. Like what's wrong with me? And I'm like, oh honey, nothing is wrong with you. Nothing. It's, it is a hundred percent. Like when a baby's learning how to walk, they stumble, they fall. They look like, you right, know, right. a drunk person who has no idea what they're doing. And so why do we expect that we're going to go into our honeymoon mm-hmm. and be like, everything's going to be so perfect. And man, he's going to yeah. rock my world and I'm going to yeah. rock yeah. his world. Whenever in reality, it's like, what's going on? Oh my gosh, I'm scared. Do I look funny doing this? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> There's so many yeah. things. And you it's like, yeah. that's normal. Emotions that come Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. How do I move my body? How do I get into some sort of rhythm in this? Like, is like, this good yeah, for like him? Am I good thing. at this? Yeah. And you walk away thinking, oh my gosh, I'm horrible at this. He is going to be so unsatisfied yeah. his whole life. <laughs> what did I do? And yeah. meanwhile, he's thinking the exact same thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. I blew it. I'm the yeah. worst husband in the world. <laughs> yes. And I feel like this is a perfect opportunity to take the time to say that guys – our men can 100% be um, affected by like the purity culture thing. They can think, oh, I can't show my wife that I even want sex. I need to really restrain myself and not get into this too much. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it is so important to have these conversations. And it's okay to have some of these conversations pre-marriage so that you can both go into your honeymoon on the same page and where you're not thinking, oh my goodness, my husband doesn't even want to be with me tonight he must, I must have really disappointed him. And then so much shame just blossoms and (laughs) grows from that. Whenever in reality, he's thinking, I need to respect her. I need to restrain myself. Otherwise I'm being, you know, I'm not serving her and I'm not honoring her. And so it's a wonderful time to have those conversations and go into your honeymoon and say, Hey, what are we both expecting? What do we think is healthy? What, how do we want our honeymoon to look? those types of things, like have that conversation. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think something else on top of that, that's really important that almost seems too obvious to mention, but I'm going to, because when you really think about it, it's just like, oh yeah, this is a big deal. Sex is absolutely critical to us as human beings. God made us as sexual beings. Yeah. But how often do we sit back and actually view ourselves like that? Right. You know, that because 
like you just said with the purity culture thing, it has really just pounded that back to like a pulp yeah. to it. It shouldn't exist, right? Yeah, suppress right. all and your I, sexual feelings, yes. right? Yeah. We need yeah. to reclaim that. Like, you know, you need to be able to sit back mm. and just really question yourselves on those things and see like, how do you feel about your own sexuality? Because mm-hmm. sex is so critical for us as human beings between husband and wife. It is it, God made it as a gift. You know, we just listed all these amazing things. It is, it is meant to be such a blessing. It's just such a glue to a marriage. It really is. But it's going to be a struggle if you can't sit with yourself and view yourself in a healthy, positive, godly light on your own sexuality. Amen. Um, so that's something we often have a lot of conversations in the backgrounds with, with you guys. Yeah. Um, so I just want to throw that out there. Like, how do you honestly feel about your own sexuality? You yeah. and your husband both. Have you guys had that conversation together? It's such a great place to start, you know, the rest of these conversations. Yes. Mm-hmm. Humans are sexual creatures, and if you need to sit with yourself Mm -hmm. for a moment and say, I am a sexual being, God created me to be a sexual being, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that because if you... If you are disagreeing with that, then you're saying you disagree with God's design. And so if it takes you some time to get on that page, then take that time. Get on that page. So good, Paris. I'm glad you said that. Mm -hmm. So even though we did say that, you know, sex is sacred and it's this like Mm -hmm. covenant renewal ceremony and it's um, all these like beautiful things, I also want to reflect on the fact that sex is also very fun. Yeah. like (laughs) – yeah, it's like a good it's time. Not very poker serious thing all the time. <laughs> yeah, like you oh don't need to have hard to learning. <laughs> totally, yes. and so I think just remembering that, um, yeah, it's also you know this beautiful thing that God created, and yes, it's good, but it's also meant for pleasure. Like like Rusty mm-hmm. said at the beginning, right? Um, the connection yeah. and pleasure, and so I think the pleasure part of it is this feels good. This is fun. Like this is enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I know for myself to remember, like to have that mindset shift, I was like, oh, this is a fun thing I should want to do. And yeah. it was at the point when I was like, but I didn't always really want to do it. And so I had to then be like, I had to talk myself in my mind and be like, no, like once we get going, this will be a fun thing. Like mm-hmm. why would I say no to this right now? When I know mm-hmm. it's going to build connection with my husband, it's going to yeah. feel good. It's going to get me sweating, you know, things like that where you're like, no, yeah. this is a good thing. And um, also like uh, on top of that, it is a means to achieving orgasm. And so I think that's like that can like go together and you're like, this is a fun thing that can just feel mm-hmm. fantastic, <laughs> right? Which is like really easily forgotten, I think, when we just hone in on like the – um the seriousness of it and like God's design for it, which is true and which is good, but it's also supposed to be a fun thing. And so I think looking into things like um, trying new positions to like make it fun because maybe you're like, I don't even know how on earth I would make it a fun, fun thing when I just can't even get it in my mind or maybe it's kind of painful or it takes me a long time to warm up and I feel like I just can't do it right. And so you're really discouraged in it. Um, Like I think there's lots of different things you can try even if you listen to our Spice It Up episodes or um, check out those, like the Ultimate Intimacy app. Mm -hmm. Like I think there's so many ways that we can try things and switch things up to make it a fun thing if that's something that, even if it's something you're struggling with. 
So along with that, Alana, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned fun because so often we can just get super like tunnel focused on what we think sex should be and we put it in a box and it has to be super steamy, this, that, and the other thing that we lose sight of the fun that can come with it and just connection with your spouse. Mm-hmm. Also, if you're just, if you're trying to learn things, you've got things to learn or you're getting through something that just hasn't really connected together yet sexually, making it fun just helps a lot you know, make it lighthearted. It just makes it a lot easier to navigate through some things. Um, Then on top of that, the last one we want to close off with is sex is for for procreation. I'm not saying it is only for procreation. I am going to emphasize that. But absolutely, it is for making babies. God's design for bringing forth life lies within man and wife, which is just incredible you know you really think about it it's such a special thing the responsibility that comes with that the devotion all the intimate moments the growth together Mm -hmm. um oh my goodness it is such a journey and everybody's journey looks so vastly different it brings a whole new level of depth to a marriage um so this is also something obviously just absolutely incredible that god has made sex as a gift to be um, in creating a family, which is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it just touches again on like what we had said earlier and how, and I think like even so many people are like, oh, well, I don't have time to like prioritize my marriage right now because we're in the middle of family life and we're doing all these other things. It's like, no, no, this is the time you need to be prioritizing your marriage. Like your kids need to see you guys as a team. They need to see that you guys are making time to get out the door whether yes. it's going for a walk or going out for fancy dinner, whatever it is, to put your marriage first. Because when you guys are connected, like, you know, everything else then falls from that. And so – It truly does. Like, right? Yeah. It's a whole other thing um, to just make sure that you and your spouse are staying connected and yes. making time for it intentionally in the middle yes. of changing diapers and yes. figuring out bedtimes and sleep cycles, whatever. Like, it's totally <laughs> – and I get it because I'm in the middle of it. And it's really difficult. Mm-hmm. It's really it difficult to try and make time for that. It truly is. Um, but I like I know, I know, no, no, that I need to, and it's gonna be so worth it. And yeah. And so, and it doesn't have to always be like a going out for a big date. It can just be like, you know, sorry, mommy and daddy are talking right now. We, you know, we'll play yeah. with you once we're done having our right. conversation. We love you, we love each other. You know, I don't know. Like I think there's just different ways to go about it. Um, yeah. And then also as yeah. they get older, you can literally say, hey, me and dad need some alone time. And if you have had that discussion, like this is something that I look forward to being able to chat with our audience about because we have teenagers. Yeah. And so we have started talking to them about the importance of prioritizing intimacy with your spouse. And hey, yeah. one day you're going to want to make sure you have time to steal away for a few minutes with your spouse. You're going to want to connect with them. You're not going to want to see your intimate life suffer because of these other things. Mm -hmm. And so I will look at my older kids sometimes and I will just look at them and I'll say, me and dad are going to go have some time alone. And they know, okay, we don't want to participate in that. You guys go have your time. (laughs) But that's okay. Like, let them see you prioritize that because as they get older, like it's, we have to we have to be planting those seeds in them that this also is a beautiful thing because it starts so young. You can start breeding that shame so yeah. young. And so to be able to yes. 
have them grow up in a house where you see, hey, mom and dad, they are solid. They are strong. They are walking the walk that they talk about, even if it makes them cringe a little bit on the inside. It's all right, because they're going to know whenever they get married, they're going to look back at that and they're going to be like, man, my parents prioritize that. And I think that we should prioritize that too. And that's something that I want my kids to take away from seeing how my husband and I are. Even if that makes them roll their eyes at us for a second and be like, ew, mom, gross. (laughs) Right. That's what I feel like. I'd be like, ugh. No. (laughs) That's so good. good. So good. No, there's so much value in it. Yes. There really is. So much value. So with that being said, you guys, that is our episode on some of the things that sex is. And we really did try to get a lot of the fundamentals in there. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're going to have to join us next time for what sex is not. Because with telling you guys what sex is, we also want to really clearly lay out what sex was not created by God to be. Because that also really does add so much value to your intimacy life. Hey friends, thank you so much for hanging with us today as we dive deeper into meaningful, godly intimacy, tackle the hard questions, and embrace truth while we're at it. We're also on Instagram. You can find our handle in the show notes alongside any resource links we mentioned in the show. As always, our hearts are to cultivate deep community and freedom with you guys. We are so honored to walk this journey alongside you. We'll see you in the next episode.